Hello, and welcome to Out of the Gray, a podcast by Standard Imaging. This episode is one from our Out of the Gray live series directly from our 2023 booth at AAPM in Houston, Texas. Check out our YouTube channel for the video that goes along with this audio file. The show may have wrapped up, but we're still here to help you and your team find the very best in radiotherapy QA. Reach out today to schedule a product demo with our team of experts. Without further delay, let's get into this next presentation. Hi, everyone. We are back in the booth, booth 300 at AAPM 2020 in Houston. In Houston, we're, we're back again with our last live episode of the day and an extra special guest to me, uh, Dr. Indra Das. Hi, Dr. Das. How are you doing today? Thank you, Tracy. It's a pleasure to see you. Oh, of course, <laughs> always. And we are at a standard imaging booth, as you can uh -huh. see. Uh, it's uh, It had been a long time that I was on this show. Yes, and, uh, you were actually our very first episode. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, you were right. the, so, the flagship there. Yeah, so we can talk about a lot of updates happening, and yeah. a lot of innovations happening. And uh, so I think I let uh, Tracy just drive this show. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, there's so many things going on. I know the show's been, it's been a busy exhibition, and it's been lots of really amazing talks on the lecture hall. So excited to see all the new tech and all things coming about. But before we get, get that, how have you been doing it in Northwestern? How are you, how are you doing? How's it going? Fantastic. Yeah. Northwestern is a great institution, great hospitals. It is the number 10 in the country, best hospitals, and for the last 10 years. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing that we kept. And uh, our cancer program is number six in the country. And just, uh, we, are, we are doing great. Um, I think I have a great uh, team, building uh, the team. Uh, yeah. My chairman, Dr. Mitchell, is the great, position. So overall, I think uh, Northwestern is the great place and most important, Chicago is the most beautiful city compared to New York. <laughs> compared to New York. So pizza, Chicago style or New York style? I, I like the thin crust. You like the thin crust? But the Chicago also has a thin crust. Do they? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah I, 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 I like there is a couple of food, uh, actually close to my apartment, there is a Pizza called Robert's Pizza, that famous, famous pizza. So good. Yeah, it's so good. And they're, I mean, not thin, they're intermediate. In not, yeah, in the, not the four inches no, deep. No, 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 you no, have to order five hours yeah. in advance. When you come to Chicago, I'll take you to one of those. I will take you up on that without <laughs> yeah. a doubt. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know we were chatting before we got started. You have a new publication coming out soon. Yeah, thank you, Tracy. So, uh, Northwestern, we added uh, MR LINAC, and some of you know that uh, MR LINAC dosimetry is very complex because of the magnetic field. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I think the standard imaging, the W2 product comes because plastic scintillators, they don't have all the perturbations that one uh, detector, other detectors have it. So, W2 is a uh, is a great detector for the MRLINAC. So Tracy mentioned about the book. So mm -hmm. when we commissioned the machine, I talked to my chairman and we thought that it would be a good idea to write the book. And so I, um, I'm i editing a book. Uh, the name of the book is A Practical Guide to MRLINAC, Technical Innovations and Clinical Implications. So the book has 25 chapters. It is close to around 50 authors from all around the world, the top-notch physicians and all the clinical trials, all the research that goes on into wow. 
and um, lots of uh, outcome data. So there's a lot of lot of good thing in the book. Um, hopefully the book will be published by the during the Christmas time, and um, I hope that uh, people who are into MRM they can um, they can enjoy that. But I think what we are talking here is the standard imaging booth, and um, I think that's where their detectors, the plastic scintillators, play quite an important role. And uh, if some of you have not read the papers, the first plastic scintillator was made, which was called W1, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, was superseded by another detector. I mean, it's the same class, it's a W2. W2 detector is a scannable, you can use it in a water phantom. So the first paper on the W2 uh, we wrote from NYU, uh, the first author is uh, uh, Galavis. Um, and uh, the second paper, which is, I will hardly come in now, strongly recommend people to read is uh, Jackman, J-A-C-Q-M-I-N, Jack, Jackman, uh, he wrote in JCMP last year, best paper to read on W2. Uh, he provided a lot of data about the Serenka radiations and all, how to subtract and all. But overall, I think his uh, paper and uh, my paper uh, from NYU, I think they are complementary to each other. Uh, but uh, both papers are good and um, they provide a lot of information about the plastic scintillator. And standard imaging is the place to go for buying the place to get that <laughs> one for sure. Yeah, yeah. W2. Is yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so they are all intertwined. Uh, plastic scintillators uh, is is really needed. Anybody who has MRNA, because uh, it does not require the perturbations. Yeah. And obviously, everybody knows about the small field dosimetry. If you have a small field dosimetry, then you need a uh, the plastic scintillator and plastic scintillator does not require the k factor right it has one so i think those are lots of good things to good things to look into Absolutely. thanks tracy yeah oh, pointing it out yeah wow we're looking forward to the publication yeah. i know it'll be a lovely christmas gift yeah. for yeah. for all those medical physicists yeah. out there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for your shopping list yeah 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 uh, yeah. yeah this book will be published by is uh, Skinder Nature, uh, which is the uh, nature publication. Um, and um, it will have uh, close to 450, 500 pages. So it's a thick book. Yeah. It's a thick book. And uh, you'll enjoy it. The book is divided into uh, technical aspect as well as the clinical aspect. So majority of the chapters are on a clinical aspect. So it goes by disease. So pancreas, liver, oh, prostate. Okay. Uh, breast and all that, so so that's how it is divided. But initially, and also this book is not about uh, a specific um, machine. It's overall. So we have a chapter on the puree. We have a chapter on the unity, and also we have a, a chapter from the Alberta, the magneton Aurora system. So there are three systems, but a lot of people don't know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fourth one was from Australia, but I think Australian government they they pulled that out. They're not uh, developing anymore, so that that's closed. Yeah, the fourth system was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, my I know 
MR kind of made a splash on the scene and is, is still, um, you know, the, yeah. the publications are coming out and the advantages are coming out. When it comes to implementation of, a, of an MR system, I know it's folding in a new modality, right, as yeah. to what previously didn't exist there. What is, are there difficulties there? Are there? Yeah. So, so because of the magnetic field, and you all know that that those depositions are because of the electrons. I mean, the photon produces electrons and electrons, and once you put them in the magnetic field, they just all deflect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is the problem, and so regular detectors don't work, and uh, that. The beauty of the MR Linux is that uh, it is a MRI machine, basically. And on the gantry, also a linear accelerator is put in, but it's a technological innovation. So it's a impossible to think 10 years ago that how can be made because RF guide and I mean, the wave guide and RF and all that things, the disturbance and so on. Those things has overcome. And since it is, it uses MR, it provides the, all the superiority of the MR imaging. So, for example, the soft tissue, wherever you have it, for example, pancreas, livers, and prostate, which in CT you can just guesswork and mm -hmm. because you can't just. So, in MR, those, those things are clearly visible. The other important thing about MR direct machines are the are um, truly, truly the image base. So that means uh, IGRT machine. So they're now they're calling them MRGRT. So MR guided radiation therapy. So if you see word MRGRT, that means so the image uh, the magnetic resonance imaging based guided radiation therapy. That's a new term, like IMRT, mm -hmm. so MRGRT. And um, so the beauty is that you can see the real time tumor motion. You can actually see the real time tumor motion. And and you don't have to do the gating manually. You know, all days that we used to push the button and then we just uh, turn the machine on and on. It's integrated. So whenever you set the boundaries, and then you can see, and then, well, you don't have to do anything. Computer knows that it's, a, it's exceeding outside, and it will turn off the machine. And it will turn on, turn on, and then, so the treatment, it takes a little longer. But the beauty is that you just set the boundaries, and that's what you're treating. So the complications, it's expected is that um, you know, first of all you can reduce the boundaries. I mean, you can reduce the PT the margins. Yeah, shrink it, so you can escalate the dose. So those are the advantages. So that you're using the MR images for the imaging, and then obviously one can ask that I'm using MR, so how I'm doing the dose calculation. So those are minor problems that can be solved in business. So this. The MR, we created things called synthetic CT, CCT, that's a SCT, synthetic CT. And so there have been a lot of work. So basically, the MR images are converted to the synthetic CT, and those calculations are done on synthetic CT. So that, that, that helps us to 
figure it out. But even if you don't do the corrections or if you don't do synthetic CT, and as long as you are in soft tissues, it's just like water. It's not going to make any difference. I mean, it's not going to make significant difference. It will be a 5% difference, but that's not, that's not a big problem. So between here to the, you know, for GI and GU tumors, especially the pancreas, stomach, uh, liver, um, kidney, and anything, um, prostate and bladder, um, those are the ideas. And in fact, the, the other applications that people are exploring is the breast, which uh, Europeans, they are, um, because the MR for breast imaging is the right right, right way to do. Uh, the same thing also for GYN, because in GYN, the MR imaging is the gold standard, and then we use it. So the MR, MR Linux are uh, important. And um, as I mentioned in the beginning, that uh, as a physicist, dosimetry, uh, you need a proper tool. So the proper tools, you can go to standard imaging and buy them. Yeah. <laughs> find some find some tools there for yeah, yeah, portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's it. It's fascinating to see the field has changed so. Yeah. And it's only um, seven, eight years old. Almost seven, eight years old. And, uh, I mean, it's fascinating to see that you can view the CDMR and um, machine. Uh, the, it just delivers the dose. Um, it turns off, turns on, depending upon the, uh, your phases. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We, we used DRRs, and that yeah, was yeah, yeah, those days. Yeah, those days. DRRs. Yeah. That's what. Uh, you can imagine that from radiographs we went to the DRRs, yeah. and now we are using the CineMR. And uh, so the other other interesting thing is that. Uh, I think most physicists are looking at the, what is new frontiers and the tachycardia for the heart diseases. And in fact, uh, they, um, they're doing a lot of clinical trials using the Merlin Act. In fact, one would say that, well, you don't need, but, but uh, there's a lot of positive uh, findings and people are going to use the Merlin Act for those kind of things. So, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. What are the differences when it comes to commissioning are there specific considerations that a team might have to consider before implementing yeah you're right i think for um, any machines you do you do need a commissioning and commissioning requires the proper tools uh, because this is a magnetic field and the radiation so we need to be aware of it uh, uh, the good news is that all mr machines are all mr linux machines they are um, Monte Carlo base. So the calculations and all that things, the characterizations, they are done by the Monte Carlo, fast Monte Carlo. Mm -hmm. And so the accuracies are there. But as a physicist, we do verify. And it takes uh, roughly a month. Uh, you have to verify that magnetic field is not distorting the your uh, characteristics. So if you look at the profile, uh, our depths, they do get distorted because if in X plane or Y plane, depending upon the, your machine, you know, they look tilted. Right. <laughs> but the computer models that correctly. So, oh. yeah, so those modeling, I mean, you think about FFF beams, you know, that is phoned beams. Right. But the computer models, the VMAT, all use the 
FFF beams. So other interesting thing is that all MR lunettes are FFF beams. They are flattening filter free. There's no flattening filter. Interesting. And uh, you know, other interesting thing is that most MR machines, the MLCs are very fast. MLCs are very fast. Also, they are two and a half millimeter, very, very small MLCs, and they stagger them. So you can actually do a millimeter accuracies. Wow. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's. Uh, so that, that kind of leads into my next question is like for this for the scheduling of the department is it is, is there more time or less time required for the mr yeah so to... most thank you tracy i think these are some very very good questions i think um so for mr lynette because uh it is gated therapy um so it, it's uh it requires every session is like an independent session so to have you basically are simulating MR simulating, and then you are uh, basically uh, modifying the contour depending upon the anatomy of the day, and so the physician does that, and then and then we modify. I mean, if there's the air, then we modify the air, um, draw the air, and then we calculate the dose on fly, and then we also do the QA on fly. So these things takes time, but that's a that's not the case. The other interesting thing is that because of the gating, machine is off half of the time. And so it does take time. So the typical treatment time, I mean, session, patient come in the room and patient leaves is around an hour. So that means in one day, you can only treat eight patients yeah. compared to. So that is a, that is one aspect that the throughput of more machines is very, very low. You cannot treat more than, I mean, unless you extend, because places, they do extend the treatment hours to sure. 12 hours and then mm -hmm. things like that. But, but these machines are very selective. You have to be quite selective and you have to go that way. You can't just make it generic machines. Yeah. So with the so I'll add another layer of complexity to an already complex system here when it comes to the MR field, and it is in a potential need for something like anesthesia to properly complete a treatment. Is that possible in an MR suite? It, you are raising some good question about the safety MR safety. So you you all know that uh, when you when you are going for MR procedures you have to metal detectors and all that things <laughs> yeah. and so if you have any metal detectors so that's uh not possible to treat those patients so if you have a hip prosthesis or if you have any other metal it's not possible to treat so those are exclusion those are the exclusion for the patient so uh so patient selection becomes also a critical factor so, so things are that Patient selectivity is a critical thing, and um, that one has to make sure that you choose the right patient. Um, but uh, I think the outcomes are coming out in every disease sites. Uh, there's a lot of clinical trials, and uh, some of the clinical trials are closed because the outcomes are so good. Oh, wow. So they just close because there's no there's no need to Great. go for in. Yeah. So. So that uh, so the patients are, are are getting better treatment because in all these 
we just guesswork. We need to give one centimeter margin, five millimeter margin. And here now we just give only two millimeter margin. So we have reduced the margin. So I think those are some, some and, and, and you're raising some very very good questions about what happens. I mean, apart from the dosimetry, I mean, you have to choose that. So same problem with anesthesia. So you have, you, so the magnetic uh, area are the MR lini machines. There are zones, zone one, zone two, zone three, zone four. Anything metallic cannot go beyond uh, zone uh, three. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, one and two is out of questions. Uh, so apart from the radiation safety, MR safety is also important. Yeah, and, and the next thing was, I, I recently interviewed an MR safety expert, Tobias Gilt, who came on the show, he was talking about but it's the, the diagnostic MR, the full piece, you know, so, um, but, but to that, when it comes to MR safety, it, it almost lends itself to a whole safety program, a training for the staff and yeah. all levels of the hierarchy of the clinic, yeah? Thank you, Tracy. I think you raised some very, very important question about the training and the education of everybody. Everybody. Radiation oncologists, physicists, dosimetrists, and therapists. So this is opening opportunities for each one of these people to be trained properly. And right now we don't have any training programs which merges the MR and um, things. So I think uh, you have to get proper training um, either you go to the factory or, or the vendors that provide you training. But I think overall, you have to have a good training. And most hospitals now they have adopted, in fact, we at NM. We used to have our own radiation therapy, had a, we have introduced our safety, but now they say no. Um, radiology uh, MR training um, our MR safety has to be implemented so now everybody has to go through the safety training <laughs> yeah. I know we, we see in our inboxes like please come to MR safety training or you know please come to you know safety training and all so it's like oh but with this one you know genuinely genuinely and even even down to the uh, hospitality staff yeah of, of the of the and even like admin everybody yeah. kind of needs to know like yeah so each machines, wherever they are MR Linux, you have to be fully like uh, MR uh, MRI machines that uh, uh, you have to check everybody. Every individual entering in the room, uh, there are detectors, and it will alarm if you have a metallic thing. In fact, you have to take out credit card. I have a spoil already a watch because the watch, if you have a, those uh, battery operated watches. <laughs> Go bust. <laughs> uh, you have to have an ID. If your ID is my anything, take strips, your credit cards, all that. Everything has to be emptied, and you have to keep it outside in the room. And so you ask about the pediatric cases that anesthesia and all those things. Those cards has to be MR proof. Everything has to be MR proof when it goes in the room. Um, it has a it has a new dimensions. So, for example, the immobilization devices you can't use the regular immobilization device. No, you can't use anything metallic and anything. So everything has to be uh, MR proof, uh, and uh, so it requires uh, people to understand, people to know the what is the 
How does carbon fiber hold up? It, does it, could, do well? yeah, it, it does well, except the imaging through some of these materials because the they, they produce distortions. Okay. This way. They, they're okay, but uh, the imaging quality becomes a little bit of a problematic. Um, some so we don't use any um, immobilization devices uh, because uh, you are imaging. There's no need. Sure. Uh, there's no need for you, and then, uh, but um, uh, but for patient comfort, you do need some support. So that's where um, there's another areas of research that uh, we need a new class of immobilization devices, which are softer, supportive, comfortable, comfortable and non-magnetic. Uh, so it's going to open up a new. Going back to Alpha Cradle. Yeah. <laughs> a tape and foam. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There's so many interesting things to think about. I know I've, I've asked you a ton of questions. And I appreciate yeah. the help kind of understanding and wrapping brains around how these things work and what changes and what's different between yeah. standard Linac and, and yeah, something like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the other things too is that they, people, I mean, they have you no know, exposure to them. Our Linux, most of our Linux are very low energy machines. Because uh, whenever you have MR Linac, you are only doing the uh, IMRT. You're not doing anything else. Yeah. You're not doing 2D or 3D. The 2D, 3Ds are not maybe possible, but it's nobody does that. I mean, because we have expensive machines. Why right, to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's 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 only IMRT. The other problem with these machines are that. Uh, we don't have a VMAT options because the VMAT options, the machine rotates throughout. And so the problem why we don't have the VMAT is that because the table, the support system, they attenuate the beam so much. And so the lower half of, a portion of lower half of the um, angles are not possible because there's so much attenuations. Yeah. So basically, it limits the number of beams that you can so that's uh, yeah so the optimization becomes a little bit of a challenging but i think a good physicist with symmetrist they can they can create a very good plan i mean plans are as good as a uh, regular plans, and uh, we can optimize things yeah. such amazing tech these days yeah. and yeah. I, I know that you and your team at northwestern are right on the forefront right on the cutting edge of of all the amazing things um that this field has to offer today and tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know I've chewed up a lot of your opinion. I so appreciate you coming by to share Thank these you. things with me more than you know. So <laughs> lovely to catch up with you. Thank you. Thank our, you, Thank our, you Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I know we've got an evening out getting started over here. So yeah. looks like okay. we've got a line yeah. of refreshments available. But folks, we've got a pleasure having you with us. And, and thank you again to Dr. Goss. And, and all your information that you shared with us today. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to connect you. Yeah, reach out to Tracy, she can. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you guys know where to find me. Uh, so I, we appreciate you tuning in. And if you're, if you're in the exhibit hall, please do come by booth 300. We're still here uh, for the rest of today and tomorrow. Uh, the show closes at six tonight and then 2 p.m. tomorrow. And if you're here following us virtually, please be sure to like and subscribe to the channels on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter so that you're always alerted when we go live. And uh, that's it for, for this.
day, I believe. Uh, but we will see you Thank tomorrow. Thank you for listening our conversation. Thanks. Again. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you again soon. Thank you.